Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you that you have given us wisdom on how to go about every situation, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you are the one in control, Lord, and that you have the knowledge about everything that's going to happen, Lord, that you gave us the correct strategies, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you that you have given us your word, Lord, so we can study it, Lord, and that you have provided information that is still relevant to us today, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that he is here to guide us into all truth, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so excited to have you with us as we continue our study of the word and right now our continued discussion and study of the book of Acts. We are in chapter 20 and are continuing our discussion on verses 25 through 38. So if you're just joining us for the first time or you are joining us but would probably like to refresh yourself on those scriptures, mm-hmm. we'd like to encourage you to pause this episode at this time and, and just take the time and opportunity to, to read that section. And then you can come back and it'll make it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And at this time, we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to each of you and to ask any questions that you might have. Okie dokie. Who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So the Lord was showing me, especially for verse 32, when now Paul is talking about commending these, uh, the Ephesian elders to the Lord in his grace and the word of his grace. And it just struck me as interesting. Paul on the, on the last time of seeing him, he didn't go, y'all make sure you check out my YouTube channel. Make sure you follow me. You remember who taught you the Lord, the, the word of the Lord and reared you up in Christ. He didn't do that. He, he said, I'm turning you over to the Lord. And he, Paul understood that the Lord was the only one who could continue to protect them and who could bring them to the heavenly community and bring them as an inheritance to the Lord Jesus Christ in the end of the age when, you know, mm-hmm. all is said and done and we're all mm-hmm. celebrating. Um, Amen. And it's just interesting. The Lord was reminding me not to become so focused on making sure everybody remembers that you were the one that told or introduced the word to them, that you told them not to sin. You told them this, that, and the other, but to trust in the Lord and to go, Lord, you were the one that told them your Holy spirit was the one that brought this wisdom because, I'm not entirely sure where it says, but our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. There's, and there's so no one good. in the Lord's nostrils. Okay, go ahead. There is no one good. <laughs> no, not one. And uh-huh. he, he meant when he said not one. Um, so it just kind of made me laugh to hear the Lord say that. Amen. Amen. And when you when you look at this, you know, there in the New Testament, it tells us that we shouldn't act as though the word came from us ourselves. This revelation, while it was entrusted to Paul, it was not generated by Paul because otherwise it would be lies and carnal flesh talking and untruth and the adversary would be all running up through that. But the word of God came from God. 
And so I think that's a very important dynamic that you you brought there. While we give honor where honor is due and we are grateful, we have to keep our focus on the Lord is our Savior. And the human that contacts us is just the vessel. And, you know, like when I when I look at Paul here, I remember the the scriptures where he talked to them about laboring again over them um, as a parent and bringing them forth again, and how he really considered them his children, even though they weren't his natural children, they were his spiritual children. And he was concerned about their well-being. You can look at the letters that he wrote to Galatians, the Galatians, you know, and he was like, man, I'm concerned about you because you guys are acting like what was begun in the spirit is not going to be me be made perfect in your flesh. And he's like, you're saying that they were, he's like, who bewitched you? Who told you this? Who taught you that? I didn't raise you that way. And I can hear myself as a mother having those conversations with my own children. Like, where did you get this from? Who told you that? Who told you this lie? Who told you to talk like that? Or any of those kind of things as I've, as dad and I've um, been faithful in rearing you. And at this stage is the stage of him going, okay, you're at the point of adulthood. You're ready to fly. And I have to trust that God will get you to the finished outcome. As a, for the listeners, we have another daughter. Um, she's our, our oldest daughter who is an adult. And I remember coming to that place of going, okay, Lord, I've poured everything. Every time you said pour, I poured. Every time you said, you know, go this way, I went. Go that way, I went. And I followed you, Lord. And I've done all you've asked me to do. And now he said, okay, trust her to my care. I've got it from here. You've done what I asked you to do. Not that he didn't have it the entire time, but the part of her life that God wanted me to um, be her shield and her her protection and be her, her guiding and her education and all of those kind of things, that time was now over. And now he was ready to one-on-one directly with her without me putting the bumpers around her, if you will, the governors on her to keep her going on the right path. He said, I'm ready. I got it. I'll do it myself from here. Thank you very much. You have other work to do. Now, the three that are remaining, you haven't yet reached that, that, you know, takeoff point, if you will. And so we're going to continue to pour when God says pour, we're going to love and discipline and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep walking with God in that. But there has to come a time where we go, okay, you have to fly before Jesus. You've had the training wheels of the mom and dad training wheels on. And the apostle Paul was like, you had me um, overseeing you for this point. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for you to stand up and be the father and bring up the next generation of children underneath you, spiritual children, if you will, so that they know how to grab a hold of God for themselves and keep pursuing. He said, this is the example I set before you as a father. This is how you raise your household. Now go and raise the household, right? And so like you've heard us say those same things to you guys. We're teaching you how to be parents. So then when you have your own children, you know how to bring them up and keep yourself from stumbling along the way, but also so you don't put a stumbling block of bad example before your children or your children's children either. So Charles, you had something? Oh, Real quick, just on that thought, understanding the why is extremely important in everything. Right. So many times, I'll say relationships, especially with children, and what's being taught and trained and poured into them, whether that's natural children or spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. For for those in the faith, right? Um, and for your own natural children, mm-hmm. there's both the natural and spiritual aspects that mm-hmm. you're teaching, training, pouring in, instructing them in. 
we have to have the end in view, if you will, right? The, the end result. The end result, right? Mm-hmm. The, the end of a thing is better than the beginning. Well, by the end of this period of training, you should be able to do all the things that I do and can do with the full knowledge of why those things are done, right? Yes. Yes. Not because we're not here. Even after, you know, you all say, fly the coop, depart the nest, as it were, right? Like, but go out for the destiny track the Lord has called you to, right? And and to accomplish and fulfill all those things that he has already predestined for you. Not that you can't reach back. You always can and go, hey, what do you think? Or, or you know, of course, we're going to seek the Lord, mm-hmm. <laughs> like as we always do, as we've taught you to do, right? But there's going to come a point in time, and, and Paul clearly is aware of this, and this is what he's articulating here, where you're not going to see me anymore. You're not, you're not going to be able to reach back to me for that, you know, for that counsel, for that wisdom, for that guidance, for because I will no longer be here. Right, so it it would I'll say behoove us so greatly if we as parents, spiritual as well as natural, had that end in view. So, not approaching things with a perspective of I'm always going to be there for you, mm-hmm. knowing hey, there's going to come a time where you can't get a hold of me because I've re-entered the heavenly community. Right. And you're going to have yes. to do the same things that I'm doing. You're going to have to seek the Father for yourself and for your children and for those around you and for those that he is a, he's given you authority over, whether that's in church, in a, a Bible study, whatever the, the perspective or aspect of leadership is. Mm-hmm. So understanding those things so we can actually teach people for themselves how to grow in the Lord. To, re- to raise up full-grown adults Amen. in Jesus Christ who are still approaching their Heavenly Father as children, as His children, Amen. not too big for God, but also able to reproduce after the likeness of God and raise up that generation to seek and pursue God for themselves, to know His voice, to hear His voice, and to love Him. Exactly. With all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love their neighbor as themselves. Applying all that they've been taught. And what's been poured into them. And not really, not something that I see with parents oftentimes is that that they want their children to continue to depend on them. They don't want to teach them everything or as much as they need to know because they won't be needed anymore. When that's not our focus, they belong to Christ. Actually, I think that would speak volumes to the amount of care and consideration, the amount of love demonstrated to them that they are able to surpass us. We've made them functioning and excellent. So they're building on our, the wisdom. And just remembering this is his body. He died for them. Natural children, Christ died for them. Spiritual children, Christ died for them. Not you, not me. Right. Even our natural children, I didn't die for you. And even if I did, it ain't going to amount to much. It, it would might, literally do nothing for you. Might help Christ you for a moment. Maybe if I was that, that little loaf of meat that got distracted while you tried to run away. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But other than that, it's not going to take you to heaven. It ain't going to take you nowhere. Go ahead, LaCharles. We see, it is as you were saying, Mommy and Dad, we see that Paul's begin to 
make them understand that he's no longer going to be there to intercede for them. And you can see that when inside of verse 29, for I know this, that after my departure, meaning that after Paul has departed, he is no longer able to supply them with intercessory. Um, I don't know. He can always intercede. Well, after he leaves the planet. Right. And he true. goes to heaven. He's but not- in the form of instruction, he's no longer able to do that, right? Like, so when you, you know, grow and mature and, and depart, right? And by depart, I mean, you you know, go on to all the Lord has for you. Leave the, the four walls of this house, right? And you have your own children. Your mother and I shouldn't have to come to your house to instruct you and your children. Yes. You should be able to carry on and fulfill that role for yourself and for your family, your children, and build them up in the same way that we have built you up, right? Yes. By following what the Lord said to say. There's a a difference. No matter where we are, we can always intercede. But you may not always be able to receive the instruction. Does that make sense? Yes. So just understanding that difference. The arm of the Lord is not too short that he can't save. Mm -hmm. So we can always, as long as we're here in the land of the living, we can always intercede. Right, but the moment we put off our tent. Amen. Bye-bye. We're <laughs> going on our way. So go ahead, prom- I mean, the Charles. And how he is talking about um, talking about when he's um, moving forward, he already understands what's going to happen. I believe that Paul already knows the end of the road, meaning that he knows he's going to suffer for Christ because we see he talks about that in later letters, um, that he knows he's going to die for Christ. But with that, he's beginning to make them understand it. As you're saying that, when we move out of our house, it's not going to be you coming and saying, Oh, Lord, it's not a joke. Lord, please forgive them if they curse you in their hearts. But we have to begin taking a more active role in our own lives and being watchful. Amen. It's not the same as a child when you're crossing the street. But if you're an adult, your parents may not be there to grab you by the hand and yank you out the way. Exactly. You have to understand how to use a crosswalk yourself when does <laughs> that begin both ways when does that begin when they're still children before okay. you fly. long before you you leave this the four walls these four walls right let's say fly yes. the coop but exactly. i don't think that's right <laughs> fly from the nest right but long before you you depart from from this residence into mm-hmm. your own right yes and we will continue to pray for you all you know absolutely our entire lifetime on the earth and you have to take up the reins of doing the bulk of your own praying. We're here and we'll become a supporting role instead of the lead role. Yes. Amen. And you guys are all like, ooh, but all is well. But no, you should be doing that now. No, I meant they're just thinking about growing up. Oh, absolutely. And yes. Leaving the nest. But like, I mean, as far as <laughs> like, like when anything else, I don't care what it is, whether it's stepping into actual adulthood, right? Or, you know, powerlifters or all they they don't just wake up one day and they're like now today's the day i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go from the, zero to 500 pounds in, in two seconds Press. like no someone's about you can to try be, it but someone's about to become a pancake exactly. exactly no they ease up on the way over time so those things need to just begin to be developed while you're young given those opportunities and continued instruction right mm-hmm. repeating that hey did you pray for yourself today? Did you pray for your family today? Yes, I know you're far from having a family. But, 
when do you start now? Right, exactly. Pray for them now. What's wrong with starting now? The trouble's upon you. You know they're coming, so pray for them now. You don't rush in action to get them sooner or out of season. Right. But God tells you about it beforehand so you can intercede for yourself, lay that groundwork so that they will be born healthy Mm -hmm. and have a healthy lifetime before their Lord Jesus Christ. And everything else you know you're Mm going to need that you've been taught, right? You you know there's a spouse. You know you're going to have a job. You know there's education requirements, You know, right? Pray for those things long before Mm -hmm. you get to the, oh, well now, man, now I got to go to college. Okay, well, great. You should have already been prayed up on it. Mm-hmm. Send the word. Not beginning now that you're about to go. Amen. But Charles, did you have any more thoughts? Yes. Okay. Well, continue, sir. And how he's describing and telling them that they need to become more um, present in their own in their own walk with the Lord, meaning that Paul was no longer going to be there to save them or to do everything for them but they had to mature in their own understanding their own ideas and step forward into the role that was being vacated by paul meaning Mm -hmm. that paul was no longer going to be there to um be the spiritual father i'd say of the place and saying okay i'm the one with the most maturity and passing it on to those younger people Mm -hmm. but he was beginning a giving over of those roles to others Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this just relates paul's maturity and not trying to continue to grasp hold and make people dependent on him but he was able to train up others and say what you've seen me do what i have done for you now go and do it to others amen and we can see here is that um i'd say paul's all but calling them to the ministry saying um that's a general term we use but we see he's commanding them to christ which is should be a common standard in our own in our own lives, meaning that when we're giving something over to someone else, we shouldn't just say, uh, okay, you saw what I do and try to do it without the Lord. Then you can go to him. No, but we should be saying, okay, go to the Lord. Cause this is how I did. And, and he's the one who made me able to do so. Mm-hmm. And we see that's what Paul is doing. He's just beginning to describe the role that they're going to have to play, but saying the, the Lord is able to help you in this. Mm-hmm. It's not as hopeless as it may seem right now. But you will begin to mature and the Lord will help you grow into the role. Mm-hmm. So he's commissioning them and charging them all at the same time. He's commissioning them to go and he's giving them the authority that's needed, but also letting them realize the same Jesus that saved my life is going to save yours. Right? So yes, depend on him and I'm trusting God to take care of you. Fly. Well, and actually you could say that he's releasing them. And I'll say it in this way, right? Because... We see this throughout Acts. Every place that the Lord sent Paul, he set up a a church, a structure, Mm -hmm. right? And elders were appointed. So they have already been selected. They've already been charged or commissioned to do the work, right? And now they're doing it, if you will, or have been doing it underneath Paul this whole time. Right, Paul being an apostle, as mm-hmm. he says, right, um, mm-hmm. in many of his letters, right, he's an apostle by the will of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And the grace uh, given to him through the Lord. But now he's saying, hey, it's time for you to, to step up, and you're not doing it underneath me. You're just doing it underneath the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's no middleman, right? So he's, <clears throat> excuse me, releasing them, you could say, from his authority. <clears throat> instead of heaping up for himself others and churches and all those things and saying, well, these are mine, these are mine. 
<clears throat> he's going, this is the end. No, no, we know it's not exactly the end because we see in the letters, he's still saying, hey, I'm an apostle. I'm this, I'm that, you know, um, I've been given this authority over you. However, he's still saying, I'm not your, your link to the Lord. You're not underneath me in this. You're doing this unto the Lord, which I, I think is commendable because even today, we often see the reverse of that many times as opposed to, hey, the yes, the Lord is the one that gives authority. He's the one that sets and establishes. And we answer to him alone for what we do or don't do, not anyone else. Now he does provide people to walk with and even under for a time and a season. Yes. But it's the Lord always and first and foremost. Amen. 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 Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your never-failing word, Lord. We thank you for those that you have placed in spiritual and natural authority over us, God. We thank you for our parents and our grandparents that teach us your wisdom and pass on that knowledge, God. And we thank you for putting them in our lives, God. And we thank you for putting yourself in our lives, Lord, because there would be no worth, it wouldn't be worth living without you, Lord. And we just thank you for all that you have provided for us lord all the provision that you've set aside for each and every one of us lord the protection the favor the grace the mercy all that's needed to go through this life triumphant lord and in your name jesus so we thank you for those things in jesus name amen amen, amen. Jesus, and amen. amen. Well, we love you god bless you and have a wonderful day want to know more about a day of prayer Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.